Section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Fakakta Comedy Funhouse Network. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, welcome to the song Inside and Out, episode 17. And I am your host, Blake Clayton. And with me in the studio, I have my good friend, Brett Conlin. Brett, welcome to the show. I'm here. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's again. A, it's again. Uh, this kitchen is a very familiar place to me right now. Uh, a lot of folks would know uh, Brett has uh, been on IBWIP, sat in quite a few times, and we've done interviews, and we got um, videos might, posted online. You might know me as a uh, Boo Bay. <laughs> Boo Bay. <laughs> but uh, we, we've been talking about this uh, like the last couple of times you've been on, but you had been working on an album for like forever and a day. Yes. And how how long did you work on this album? Probably like a year. A year. A little over a year. When it, when it got probably like a year of recording here and there. And then like another just like two months of, okay, are we going to get this thing mastered or what are we doing here? Sure. You know, it was back and forth of me getting like a mix of it. And I'm like, yeah, hey, that sounds good, but let's make this sound this way. Or, you know, so it's just like a lot of. So there's, you know, it's not just going in and recording an album and then it being done. There's, there's, there's stuff after the fact. Oh yeah, there's always, there's always like the, how can I put it, the bullshit. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say bullshit, but because uh, it's constructive, it's not destructive. It's, <laughs> but it's like, it's just like, you want to make sure that it's like exactly what you want. You don't want right. to like not. You don't want you definitely want to like speak your mind if something doesn't sound the way you want it to sound because sure. you don't want it to send it to mastering and be like oh, I wish I would have redone that one guitar right. part or you I wish you we could have turned wishes. that up you know I mean I there wishes. was yeah yeah there was it was just a lot of little stuff for me where you know I was just like uh you know and it, it probably seemed stupid to Kyle or you know anybody else but there was just songs where I'm like you know, I really want that banjo turned up or I really want this in there you sure. know. And ultimately, it's, your, it's 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 on you. It's my fucking album. God damn it! <laughs> this is the way it's gonna be. But uh, you know, and and we've been friends for like two and a half years, three years. And when I first started you, seeing you play, it was just you playing solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you added like a stand-up bass with Melissa. And then, but now you, this album is an album with a full band. Mm-hmm. This is like beyond the full band. <laughs> There's people on this album that aren't even in the fucking band. <laughs> So, but yeah, we got a lot of people. Um, it's mostly the band, though. Um, which it, weirdly, like Jeff, who was in the band, has left since the album. But and Melissa is on like half of the tracks, and Gary, who is now the bass player, is on half the tracks. So it's a big mishmash of people, but it's it's mostly which has always been the band anyway. It's sure. never been a permanent lineup of people. It's like okay, well, this person's here or not here tonight, and. So you know when when you're doing your songwriting for the, for a lot of the songwriting you do you've these these songs developed when it was just you as a solo person mm-hmm. and so how does how does the experience of bringing that into a band how does that happen I mean obviously the the songs have to be a little different in how they're arranged and stuff what what goes yeah. into that process uh, basically I walk into the rehearsal space and I'm like look this is the way we're gonna play this shit and if you don't like it there's the door right there. 
No, I don't say that. Uh, most of them, I just kind of, I'll play. I, I like, I'll go into the place and just kind of play those guys the song, and then we'll just play it a million different ways until we all kind of feel like it's the right way. You know, I mean, we've definitely had like, I wish we would have recorded some of the alternate versions of some of these just to laugh at because some of them, like when they were first starting, was sure like just that. like, man, what were we doing on this? <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, and it's like everybody. You know, even though those guys don't write the songs, it's like I still like them to give input. Yeah, I want them to be like, you know, does this sound good? You know, cause I'm, you know, I just write the songs. I don't, I don't write the music. This is my secretary, Molly. She's Hi. how you doing? Hi. Do you want pizza? No, I knew you were gonna try to feed me. <laughs> but the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. That's right. It's just, even though you're, that's why her and I are so close. The, even though you're about to be a father again, yeah, she still has this love affair that yeah. she just won't let go. She just won't give up. <laughs> it's always easier to get chicks when you're with someone else oh, yeah. than having a kid. Oh yeah, you're uh, single, nobody wants you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's your next album. When you're single, nobody <laughs> yeah. wants you. So uh, the uh, title for the album is also a, a track called "Glad to See You Go." Mm-hmm. Now, when when somebody first sees that they're like ah another another heartbreak song yep. another yeah telling the girl where to go yeah i fooled them <laughs> showed them showed them but so where did this song come from glad to see you go where where did where did it originate um this song was uh without getting like too you know i'm not gonna name names or anything or get too crazy personal about it but uh a friend of mine moved out of state and it was just kind of a more positive situation for him and his girlfriend and he's recently come back since but at that time in his life it was just more of like a you know i was like the message in the song from my perspective anyway is like hey i'm happy for you am i gonna miss you because we have a lot of good times together sure but you know i have to not be so selfish about it and just be like, hey, cool, good for you. Which is the complete opposite is what we want to do as adults. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather, be, I'd rather make him stay so we can stay and drink beer together and have a good old time. But How long ago did you write the song? Uh, probably like, maybe like a year and a half ago. And how long did it take you to put it together? I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of songwriters and songs either uh, – either come quick and they're right mm. there or they they take long periods of time. Mm. Uh, that, this one came pretty quick because I think I I think it was like I knew exactly what I wanted to say with it. So it wasn't like a... Sometimes I write a song and it's you're not really sure where you're going with it. Sure. You know, it's like sometimes... You know, I think for me, it's like sometimes people that, you know, draw or paint or doing that, sometimes you start something and you think it's going to be one thing, but then by the time you're done, you're like, no, this isn't. It's totally something totally different now, but... This one was pretty like Cut I don't want to say like easy for me, but it, it was a pretty quick song. I, I kind of wrote it all out, and then I kind of did the. I already had the the music written for. I didn't know what I was going to use it for, but so the the music was already there. You just mm-hmm. built the lyrics around the the, the, the song yeah. already. Yeah, I had the that kind of opening riff. I had that, and I was like, oh, "This is really good. I want to I want to use this for something good, really good." Right. Now, not one of the B side songs. This has got to be <laughs> A material. It's got to be. The Breck Island yeah. songs. Yeah. No, it ended up good, though. That, that, that's probably one of my favorite songs from the album. You know, just it's just, it's good and fast and, you know. And, and I think like it, you said, it's, it's got a positive message to it. It does, it does. There's there's a lot of a lot of depressing songs on the album. So <laughs> when you and I talked about doing this interview, I was like, well, do you want to depress the shit out of people or do you want to, like, leave them feeling good? So right. I'm glad and, you made the right choice. Well, 
I, I just I did what was best, not not what I wanted to choose, <laughs> you know. But uh, so for you as a songwriter, I'm, um, you know, you if I'm you know, we've known each other a long time. I don't know why I'm saying if I'm not mistaken, but um, you started out playing music and you were more into the punk mm-hmm. scene. Um, how did you? Grad, not graduate, but how did you shift gears? I mean, yeah, because uh, you know a lot of the people that we have on, you know, they've played metal or they played punk for a long time, and, and mm-hmm. they've gotten into a roots country slash Americana, mm-hmm. whatever. But for you, uh, where was where was the turn for you, or was it gradual? Or uh, I think it was it was pretty gradual. I think I kind of slowly stepped down my way from being in punk bands. I think I realized a long time ago that I was burnout on it, you know, and I think I talk about that a lot. A lot of people tend to get all upset about it because there's these guys that are out there that are like punk for life kind of guys. And that's cool, but I'm not one of those people. I think it, you know, I've, I've used the term where I'm like, yeah, I think it was just a phase for me. And if something I went through and, you know, people get all offended by that, which whatever. But I mean, after doing that, I, I went to just like started writing my own songs and that band was still like, it was more like melodic punk stuff, but it was like a little lighter, you know? And then I got into just, when I got into writing my own songs, I I actually got really pissed at the band that I was in and I'm like, I'm never being in a band again. So I started writing my own songs and was just like going to be like a folk singer or something. But so I started doing that and I I think I'm kind of like finding the in between right now. And I think this song's a really good representation of that. It's like, it's got that quickness to it the upbeat and it's got some distorted guitars in there and stuff like that, which I really like, but it's also got a banjo and a fiddle and all this other cool stuff. And it's, you know, I think for a while and you'll hear, you know, some of the other songs on the album are definitely just like traditional country songs, you know? And I think I kind of like, I was like, I want to explore country music. So I did. And I went like to the extreme and now I'm kind of like bringing it back to where it's like, all right, let's bring all these elements of my life together sure, sure. into one thing you know and i think in the future that's more what it'll be but and I, and I think for me as a fan who you know saw you play a lot of solo stuff and then i know the first time that me and molly saw you with a full band with like electric guitar yeah you know there, there was crazy. a completely different vibe there is there, i've had some people say that they like they're like we don't want your band we want you and i'm like well that's weird because this band kicks ass <laughs> right <laughs> but they're like it's which i understand it, it is a, we are a very loud band and we can you know, we're kind of. I don't. I don't think we've quite tapped into what we actually want to do as a band yet. I think we know that we just want to play. You know, we obviously all want to play electric guitars and just kind of be loud. But I don't know if we want to be like raunchy loud or sure. you know, just I loud, mean, loud enough to make sure that right. Yeah, because you know when when you are playing at a bar, to a certain extent, you have to be loud. Like as a as a solo artist, you're standing on their stage with a guitar. You you can only fight that crowd noise yeah. for so long, you know, or, or to a certain level. Mm-hmm. But with a band, you can always just go, okay, if you guys are going to continue to be loud, you know, you know, right. not directly, but just be like, yeah, I'll just turn this up just a tad. Yep. Oh yeah, I did that last night. I was playing by myself. I just turned the PA up. Like <laughs> <laughs> you will listen. Yeah. Um. So, what are the chords or the chord progression for "Glad to See You Go"? What What's the oh. basic? Because I, I, there's a, there's there's a lot of guitar. Yeah, nerdy guys, you know. Yeah, uh, so if you want to play "Glad to See You Go," um, it's weird because all the guitars are tuned down a full step. So, um, which we don't play it that way live because it's just too much of a hassle to try to tune down your guitars for a couple songs live. But uh, 
but yeah, it's uh, oh, I really have to think about it. But I mean, uh, I mean, it kind of starts off in a little walk down from C, and there's that little riff in the beginning. But I mean, most of the the verse chords you're just kind of chunking on a G chord, and then it goes to uh, like a an E minor or maybe an E seventh or something, and then goes up to C and then comes back to G, and then no yeah, Fs. I don't think there's well, technically. Playing the G, like you're gonna play a G shape, but with your guitar tune holes up down, it'll be an F. So a lot of the song is an F, but yeah, there's and then the bridge is like this kind of E C G D thing, and yeah. So that makes no sense to me. I mean, you just gotta, you gotta listen to it. That's how I learned how to play songs. I just, you just listen to it and you well, figure it out. And that's that's. But I, I will give you if anybody tries to play it. Yes, that's that's my tip. Tune your guitar full step down. It'll be a lot easier for you. There you go. Otherwise, you're gonna be trying to make these weird chord shapes, and it's not gonna make sense. They're <laughs> like. People, Brett I mean, Collins, a, a, a guitar genius. I don't know how he's playing these chords. And then they come see me live, and they're like, whoa. He must have seven fingers. You know? So, you know, g- going back to, you know, you playing the guitar, and I know we've we've interviewed you a few times, and even on the show and stuff, but how did you get into playing guitar and, and, and starting your journey in music? Um, I, when I was like 14, probably, uh, some friends of mine who were like, there was, at that, that, that time, at that time, there was like a big kind of punk rock community there. We were hanging around with some of the older guys that were in the bands and stuff. So, of course, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to start a band. And my friend, who had already been playing guitar for a while, and he's like, hey, we need a bass player in this band. I was like, all right, well, I need to get a bass then. So I had no fucking idea what to do, but I got one and figured it out, you know. And that was, like, right at the time where I can remember, like, getting music, like, off the internet was a thing. Sure. To where you could look up other people's songs and be like, oh, you can see the tabs, how they sure. played it, you know. We're like, I mean, I, I honestly just listen to a lot of, a lot of stuff though, and just kind of figure out. What was starting out? It was on. like tab with tabs. And, oh yeah, I just look yeah. up songs, you know. And I had a, I had a cool like interactive program on my, on my dad's computer that would like, it would play the song, but also like show the tabs interactively, like oh, while they're going it? along. So you could like play along the song, but also watch the screen and see what to play. Sure. So that was cool, and I learned, you know, learned a lot of different people's styles and. You play and you wish you were the guy from Rancid that could play, just like shred the bass like no other. But, right. but yeah, I, I did that for a while. And then I, you know, a lot, part of me, you know, we talk about this a lot at home that, you know, I'm like, if the opportunity ever came up to just play in some kind of rock band or something that I liked where I could just be the guy playing bass in the back, I'd be like, I'd probably, I'd yeah. probably do it for a while just to, for fun, you know, because I kind of miss that part of it. But. Plus, being so famous now, you just a little, a little, yeah. a little time away from the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could be just be that guy. He could just kind of put me in the shadows, and then maybe I could step out, and people would be like, "Was that? Was that him? No, that's not him." Oh, do you remember his solo career? Be doing this. Yeah, yeah. What, what's going on? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just started after that. I, I started playing guitar, kind of before, you know, started playing guitar, and then didn't really do it in a band until I started a band and started writing songs and stuff, you know. But um, what's your writing process like? Um, you know, some people have to be alone and. You know, or some people have a notebook that they just constantly take with them. Mm. Uh, you know, in the new technical age, some people just you know yeah. record stuff on their phone. Yeah, I'll, I text myself stuff a lot if I just kind of think of a good. Do you line really have an argument with yourself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I text myself a line and I text back. I'm like, that sucks. You should just <laughs> delete this right now. Right. No, actually, uh, I do a lot of stuff just writing like in my head, and then I don't. I really don't. Sometimes I'll write it down, but I mean, most of the time it's like. I'll get started on something, and I'm like, all right. So I just keep running through it in my mind, and then I, by the time you've done that 50 times, you should have it memorized by sure. then. So, But sometimes I'll write something down if I just think of a, 
a chorus or start something and I don't have time to finish it or something, I'll jot it down or, um, but yeah. And there's lots of times like last night I was telling Nani that last night I, uh, I was like, man, I feel like I had a really good song last night. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I got drunk and I <laughs> fell asleep. I forgot it. There's, there was a lot of good, but songs. I remember, I remember thinking, man, this is good. This is going to be good. <laughs> So maybe it'll come back. They usually don't come back, but sometimes they do. So who are some of your uh, influences musically, like songwriters? Um, I think, uh, I mean, it's like, it's always, obviously always changing. You know, there's definitely, but I think some of the constants for me are always like, I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. I'm a huge uh, fan of this guy named Brian Fallon. He's in a band called The Gaslight Anthem and The Horrible Crows. Um, You know, anybody that just like, can can sing songs that are just uplifting, you know, even if they're depressing songs or, you know, or they're not the, they're not all sunshine and rainbow songs, sure. but it's like, Hey, thanks for that. Like, that was cool. That really like, even though it made me feel bad, it was kind of cathartic in a way to, you know, what, uh, can you think of a band or an artist you saw live that was very, um, instrumental in, in your music, oh yeah. Um, when I and uh, I, it, the influences are a weird thing for me anyway, and I'm sure most other musicians would agree. You know, because some people you, you hear their influences, you're like, oh, that, you sound nothing like them. <laughs> right. But and, and you know, I mean, like I'm sure. I think the difference between me and like a, a lot of other artists that are doing what I'm doing are like, I think those guys do go back. Like they probably sit in their van and listen to Hank Williams all day. So am I. I like him just as much as the next guy, but I'm also like in my car listening to whatever, you know, just sure. any kind of, any kind of genre band, whatever, you know, but, uh, there was a time in where I had just like, I kind of made the decision hastily to quit the band I was in for years just because I, a lot of things were happening that I didn't like and I didn't feel like I had any control over them. So I was like, I'm just going to step away. And the way I did it was kind of shitty and, you know, we've since moved on from that, but, um, at that time, I was like, I just, I'm just done. I'm just done with music. I don't want this anymore. I don't even want to listen to it. I don't want to sure have play it or do it. anything, you know. And I kind of ended up that way for a while. And then um, a friend of mine who was just always trying to find new stuff and that I grew up with and stuff, he uh, he let me borrow a CD because at that time, like, I got into a phase where like all I wanted to do was like listen to Bob Dylan, and that's all. Like, I was becoming like a fucking like 90 year old man where I was like I just want to listen to Bob Dylan just want to listen to Bob Dylan everybody just leave me alone you know? <laughs> right. which I still in that way sometimes um, but he uh, you know he was always trying to like get me back into stuff so he gave me a CD of a band called The Gaslight Anthem which was they, at that time it was on like their first album they had self-released it and everything and they you know he kind of tricked me I think because there's one acoustic song at the end and he said this kind of sounds like Bob Dylan and I was like <laughs> But you have to listen to all these. You have to listen to eleven other tracks before it gets to that track. But I'm so glad that he did because, like, I, that like just got me back into everything. And then I listened to this band called The Loved Ones, and they got me just like back into music. You know, back into and like I got to see both those bands play together one night in Chicago, and I was, they got me like back into wanting to do stuff and create stuff and just listen to other people. And you know, so now you've 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 put all this past year, year and a half into all the blood sweat and tears into this album what's the next step for you um just trying to get people to listen right now you know i mean i i paid a lot of money for a facebook ad the other day i said like three thousand people saw it so that's that's pretty good hey, hey. i don't know if they listened to it but they saw that post. yeah 
No, uh, just, I mean, but yeah, honestly, just just trying to get it out online, you know, and if people see it, we're getting physical ones made now, so hopefully by, we're playing uh, back up in Princeton on New Year's Eve, hopefully we'll have them by then, you know, I'm kind of, it's one of those things where it's like, we keep sending like the proofs back and forth, sure. you know, where it's like, so hopefully, hopefully we'll have those ready by then and we can start selling them and just have something that shows, you know, I, sure. I really want that. Like right now, I feel bad for the CDs that I do have right now that people are buying. Cause I'm like, you know, just take this because we have something way better right now. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's one thing that, you know, as an artist, you, you, you strive to be able to put an album together, but then there's a whole lot that goes into it after it because, you know, what do you, what is What does an artist do? You have a box of CDs, you know, you put them online, mm-hmm. but you have a box of CDs and it's, how do you get people to find that? And, yeah. and, and, I would assume that in this day and age where every kind of music is available to everybody in the world, mm. finding your niche and, and, and carving your path on this project that you work so hard on, that's that's got to be a job in itself. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. I've never like, I mean, I've always like posted songs online or whatever for you know on your website or your Facebook, but I've never gone through the process of like, okay, like how do I get an album on? iTunes on Spotify on all this other bullshit and it's just like luckily I found a, a website where they like you kind of like paid them and they just distribute it for you so you don't have to go through 50 different websites and sure. register and do all this stuff you know so it's kind of nice and they and like through them I can sell it and you know people can pay for the download and they just write me a check when it adds up to enough money so cool and you know did you find that it was you know, instantly did you find like, oh, this is this is going to be a lot of work getting. You know, there's mm-hmm. iTunes, there's CD Baby, there's Amazon. There's all right. It, 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 did it come quick? Like, oh, this is going to be quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It it was like one of those things where actually, uh, we weren't even really sure when we were going to release it, and then um, a friend of mine uh, interviewed me last the night before Thanksgiving for uh, the newspaper up in Princeton, and uh, he's like, yeah, so when is it going to be released? And I'm like. I don't know. And I was like, I'll, f- I'll figure it out by then. <laughs> so right. we, uh, I kind of sat up a lot one night, you know, just on a weeknight and was just like, I just need to, to do it, just figure it out and do it. And so we ended up, you know, December 1st, we ended up putting it out online. You know, I was going to hold on to it until we got some physical copies, but I was like, look, it's, it's already been like a year and right. some change since we started recording this thing. So let's just put it out there. I just, you know, it's amazing. I just want people to listen to it. I think the best, so far, I think the best response to it has been like on like Spotify and the places where people can just go and listen for free, sure. which I don't blame them. I do the same thing. So sure. Um, in the process of putting this album together, you know, what was what did you find was the most enjoyable part, and what did you find was the most frustrating part? Uh, I think I think the most frustrating part for me was just like the time frame and trying to trying to work things out. With everybody, sure. coordinate with everybody. It was like, you know, because I, I sometimes I felt like the the middleman between, because like Kyle's like, hey, I got this Saturday night free, and I'm like, okay, well, but we're recording drums, so let me get hold of my brother, see what he's doing, and then it's like, you know, so I'm communicating with those two guys, and then also I, it's like, you know, I need to be there too, right, to say, okay, this let's do this or you sure. know, kind of give it that final. Stamp of approval. The scheduling was kind of yeah. one of the shitty parts. <laughs> yeah. I, that, yeah, that was like the most frustrating part for me. I mean, there was definitely, but I mean, the rest of it was just like pretty pretty laid back. I mean, it, it wasn't like, 
you know, I mean, I know there was there was a couple moments that we had where things didn't go as we wanted them, planned them to go, but it was out of our control and we just kind of let it go. You know, I think, I think we were both upset about it, but you know, the, without, without calling anybody out there, there was a guy that was supposed to show up and uh, play some, play some keys on this one song. And so he showed up, we, we played in the song, you know, and then he was starting to get it, you know, and we're, and I, I really liked what he was doing. I think he's a really talented guy, you know, but he just got, couldn't get it together, you know, and it was just kind of like, he didn't want to like, take that jump to just record it. And I'm like, well, tonight's the night. Like, right. This is why you're here. <laughs> right. So it's either that or, you know, take it home, maybe come back in a couple of weeks and we'll see what we can do. But then it got to the point where I was like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's working on it. So sure. let's just, you know, Kyle and I just ended up figuring out some stuff and he did it himself. So, so, you know, the, the song, the glad to see you go, which is the title track mm-hmm. from the album. Um, now the situation that you wrote this, that, that inspired it, had, did you, did this person know about the song? no, no, no. I mean, he, he might have heard it. I don't know. Um, actually, I mean, actually, I this person, I I don't even know uh, what he's up to right now, just because of me and, uh, and me and my ex. Um, you know, the the my baby mama. Um, he was like, it was kind of a mutual friend of ours. Sure. You know, so and when we split up, you know, it's, I'm not saying people choose sides or anything like that, but it's like, you know, there's some people where I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna, it was was more me. I was like, I'm going to take a step back from being involved with you guys' life. So I really honestly haven't talked to him. I'm I'm sure he's heard it. I'm sure he's probably seen it online or whatever and checked it out. You know, I I don't, you know, it's weird when a song is about a specific person. You don't want to just like say, Hey, I wrote this song for you. Hey, you know, hey, listen to it. Tell me hey. what you think. Like, yeah, exactly. I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on people, right. you know, because I mean, he might think it sucks. And then, how do you tell somebody? That? <laughs> well, you've you done know. good for like two years. So I'm like, listen to this episode and tell me what you think. And you're like, oh, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, it's, I've gotten better at lying to you over the years. <laughs> and, I, and I appreciate that. No, but uh, I am super, super stoked um, that the album is done. I, I I gave you some shit every time I saw you, but it was it was getting to that point where. It, Everybody was asking every time, you know, and, we, and we were too. We were like, we need to get this thing done. And it, it uh, towards the end, it was almost to the point where like, there's like two more things we need to do, and it's right. driving me crazy. Right. So let's just, but it's just like it's, it's hard, man. It's hard to, you know, it's like it's. But it is. I know it's good to have people say, "Hey, when when is it going to get done?" As right. opposed to nobody asking <laughs> yeah. any questions about it whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, where do folks go to? Uh, this comes out at the end of December. So where do folks go to get the album online or find out how to get a hold of the physical copy? Um, they can, like, yeah, for right now they can go to, you can download it from CD Baby. It's on there. Um, I don't know if it's quite made its way to iTunes yet. They emailed me and told me that it takes, like, a couple of weeks. So I don't, I, and it's weird, like, they don't, it's kind of like once they send it to them, it's out of their hands. So I don't, they don't really, like, notify you when they've done it. They just kind of post it. So I'll have to keep checking back, but... Um, you can stream it. I know it's on Spotify right now. So if you, you know, if you want to just stream it for free and check it out, it's on there. You know, those are the two main places I would say to check it out. I know, I know, it got sent to like they sent me this whole list of all these other digital places that it was going to get sent to. I don't. know. I think it's on Amazon or places like that. You know, I don't know. But awesome. Just, the internet is a crazy thing. It's vast. Yeah, I, I, I was like, you, somebody in Taiwan you guys take care of it. Just tell me that it's taken care of. <laughs> right. That's, that's all. That's what I want to know. That's like, why I'm is it out you. there? Okay, great. That's why I'm paying you is for yeah. you to tell me. Yes, it's it's mm-hmm. everywhere, all yeah. over the interwebs. Yep. 
Well, man, uh, I congratulate you. Uh, I've seen these songs develop, I guess, you know, the last couple of yeah. years. And uh, I, hopefully honest, they've gotten better. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they're, <laughs> they're, it's completely, it, to me, it's completely different. They're yeah. the same songs, but they're, it's a completely different feel. Oh, There's yeah. sometimes where I'll go and listen to just Brett Conlon, mm. but, you know, listening to the new CD with a full band and everything, it, it definitely puts a different spin on the songs, different feel. And, uh, it, it it sounds like you had a good time. Like it sounds like it's a good time record. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot of fun moments in the record. There were some frustrating moments where somebody's been playing something for you're on like take thirteen or something, and you're like, I, "You got it this time, buddy. We believe in you." And then the guy was me most of the time. But <laughs> but I mean, there was some definitely fun moments. Like you know, it's I mean, we're we're just like a bunch of regular guys with jobs and kids and all this other stuff so it was fun for us to kind of have that feeling of like yeah we're in the studio today and we're recording you know and then we got people like hannah matthew that comes down and just like goes crazy in one afternoon and just nails everything down and that that was that was probably one of the funnest days of recording because i don't i think we knew that we didn't have to worry about anything right. we're like no she's good like we're not going to need to like do 50 takes she's on this a, song she's like, a pro yeah it was like we're just going to sit back and all get drunk and just watch her do her thing <laughs> Nice. Well, man, congratulations. And uh, this is Glad to See You Go by Brett Conlon. I'm 
This has been a Fakakta Comedy Funhouse production, executive produced by Blake Clayton. For more information and content, go to fcfnetwork.com. Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.